The underdogs fumbled the bag badly this week on the challenge. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. It is episode 13 of the season. Uh, Thank you to our fans for giving us an extra day. We had a little hiccup, a little snafu with the PBRs this week. To get us behind the scenes in terms of what really happened, I get a message from friend of the show, friend of real life, Mr. Lawrence Thomas, on Wednesday night while I'm watching the Raptors game, one of the craziest games I've ever seen, which is a story for another day. Um, And he just said, hey, check your PBR because we're trying to watch the challenge right now and the PBRs are all messed up. And... For whatever, I guess uh, MTV's been showing marathons of the challenge over the holidays here in Canada. Yeah. So it's just different random seasons of the challenge all over again. Which, sidebar, do you remember Much Music, bro? Yeah. Much Music, literally at one point during the break, I looked and it was just ridiculousness on repeat for like, 36 hours like i just gave up scrolling ahead on the guide to be like wait how many ridiculousness episodes can you possibly show in a row and i went like 48 hours in advance and it was still ridiculousness episodes much music that's sad much music is like my childhood much be sorry for our canadian or american listeners much music was like the canadian version of mtv it's a staple it's like uh but it's it, like it had thing as it had yeah. its, its it had its own feel too. Like it wasn't like just a straight like. Sometimes exactly. we have we have cultural products in Canada that are very much based on American or British mm-hmm. uh, television products. But like much music was very much its own thing. I'll Correct. tell you, you're not young and hip like me, so you're not on the TikTok. But much music has TikTok. They do, yes, and like. Even that, and like it's it's explicitly about music news, which is good, and like mm-hmm. you know talking about like top five dead or alive stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like guys on the on the main channel, just get back to showing music videos. Like I I don't understand why it's a business model that they think doesn't work. Like I don't get it. I mean YouTube is essentially that, so like why can't you do that on TV anyway? Um, yeah, I also or, I don't even remember where I was going with this. Oh yeah, LT messaged me because the PBRs was messed up. Sorry, tangent. It's early in the morning. We're obviously ram- We're off to a rousing start here. Oh, I've and, I've got more on this tangent. You finish your so, thoughts about LT, and then I've got more to say about Canadian television. So, so I go to the guide, and you know, you click over, and there's a random like I think it was like Double Agents was on or something. So you go to your PBR. PBR is messed up. It shows you that it jumps from episode eleven to episode 13 but when you go to episode 13 it says already watched which is impossible and then you click on it and it's actually episode 12 no idea how that happened no idea why that happened but that's a scenario we were in so scrolled ahead on the guide to i think it was like a 2 a.m airing which said it was the actual episode so i recorded that and i was able to watch that now I will pass it over to you to understand your experience, my friend. Uh, Sheldon texted me to give me the heads up about this issue. I tried to record the 2 a.m. one, and it still didn't work for me. 
So oh. I had to wait until this morning, Friday morning, which was the uh, like they I guess rebooted the system because I was able to get it on demand. But like we couldn't get it on demand. We can get it on PBR. Normally they posted on MTV.ca. Wasn't there. So thank you everyone for your patience for giving us uh, an extra day on this. I do also have to say that like because it was I watched it on demand and not on my PVR, I couldn't skip ads as I normally do. Uh, yeah. But also there's only one ad per commercial break, which is fine, right? Like mm-hmm. I can tolerate 30 seconds or whatever. But I have to tell you, it was for 911 Lone Star every time. <laughs> and I'm never going to watch 911 Lone Star, but that has to be the most unhinged show on television. Like, so I- it's, it's, there's a tornado at uh, like a fairgrounds, and they It's show, a Rob Lowe one, right? Yeah, it's the Rob Lowe show. Uh, and Jessica from Suits. Yes. But they've got shout out, to suits. shout out to Suits and former our fellow northerner Pat Adams. Yes. Um, but they had the in it, there's like a porta potty that gets picked up by the wind, I guess, and like thrown <laughs> out a Ferris wheel. As far as I can tell, on 911 Lone Star, first of all, they never fight fires, which like should be entertaining enough. But, like, the, the firefighters are never fighting fires. And also, like, what is happening down in Texas, allegedly, that this is what the world is like? Like, every single disaster is more ridiculous. Didn't they have aliens touchdown on an episode? Like, what is happening on that show? I've never seen it. Can't say that I've seen it. Um, I've just seen it through the promos like you. Um that's about as far as I'll go. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get to an actual episode, but yeah. I'm Man, I don't know. In Canada, these are all CTV products. I don't know. I don't know what's going on at CTV. They also just like, well, they're just piggybacking whatever is on CBS or whatever, right? Whatever CBS shows. Or- yeah. But like on MTV Canada, when they're not showing ridiculousness or like a single episode of the challenge, they're typically showing corner gas or corner gas animated. And like, I'm a, I'm a big corner gas guy. I know you are too, but like no one needs to see that. Like that show was canceled a decade ago and then they made an animated version of it for some reason. But like, because it's cheaper Canadian content. That's why they decided to do that. I guess I don't, I don't think we need to visit what's happening in dog dog river dog river dog river saskatchewan that badly you know what i want to get back to watching though did you ever watch working moms no i've heard that's really good though it's a really funny show really funny show cbc cancon i've heard good things about run the burbs as well haven't seen that one haven't seen that it's super funny And, and and that wraps up this edition of What's new on Canadian TV? <laughs> I just I just hope that we have at least one American listener that's like, I'm going to check out what this corner gas is about. No, there's one American listener that's like, I watched Degrassi. <laughs> check that's out Run it. the Burbs or Working Moms or maybe yes. Corner Gas. Corner Gas, I think, gets no, a bad rap. Don't. Like, come on, man. I will not be out here co-signing a recommendation of corner gas 
come on, man. <laughs> no. So I'm nice. gonna. I'm just gonna stick to Degrassi, okay, as my <laughs> Canadian content recommendation. And much music if it comes back. I think that's done. Um, <laughs> what's not done though? We got some comments. We got some comments from our listeners, from our our viewers, which might be the last time we get comments after this intro to this <laughs> podcast. But um, again, if you're watching this video, if you're listening to this video, bless us with the like, bless us with the retweet, all that fun stuff. We do see the comments. We do read the comments. We appreciate the comments. So thank you. This from Sarah. Sarah says... Late to the game this week, but just wanted to answer a question about eliminations. Justin Booth was interviewed. Oh, sorry, for people that might not remember. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about, I wondered aloud, do we think that MTV plots out the eliminations based on who's in said eliminations? Because we were talking about the fact that that last elimination obviously was geared towards Fessy. So Sarah chimes in and shouts to Sarah, longtime listener, Always writing in, always following the pod. One of our, you killed it, ride or dies. Sarah says, Justin Booth was interviewed and asked about production, picking eliminations based on who was going in. And he said that too much goes into the production of most elimination setups to make last minute changes like that. And that all eliminations are scheduled ahead of time. He also said that since a lot of the matchups are determined more than last minute these days, it'd be fairly impossible for them to try to plan a certain matchup. Granted, he could be lying, but that's what he claimed. I mean, I that, that does track. Like, that is, a lot of these things are elaborate setups. Yeah. Right? I, so I do like, understand that. Even, like, this week's daily, as they, like, they did, like, a pan drone shot, and I was like, this has been in the works for a while. And like, these were mm -hmm. relatively simple ones, but like someone like took a mower and like cleared out land. Like it's yeah. not, yeah, it makes sense. And also I imagine that for these sets, they have a warehouse somewhere in Argentina that's holding mm -hmm. all of them. You know what I mean? Like they definitely, definitely hired some subcontractor in Argentina to build these sets and have them in storage somewhere. So it does track. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, also, too, hold on. I think there was another comment here. Uh, uh, Rachella Valdez says, this Tory and Jordan drama is too much. Just ignore each other like exes do. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that, too. And that is the correct way. I will say, also, we had a comment. Oh, I'm going to save it for later. It's it's a mid episode comment. All right. Well, well, let's get to this episode then, right? Because yeah. as we start, your man's fessy fess. I've never called him that before. Don't know what led to me calling them him that now, but hmm, let's roll with it. Um, Fessy's talking about why maybe the other team would stop targeting him and target bananas instead. To me, that is a bananas idea. Why would like? I would assume that they think they could beat Bananas more than they could beat Fessy, no? Uh, I think Fessy is missing the point entirely. Correct. Uh, I think it was about targeting him and Nelson. Correct. And 
just everyone knows like Nelson had made it clear that he and Fessy were working in tandem. So it was about getting rid of one of them. And like, I don't want to say they cared. Like, I think everyone would have preferred to see Fessy lose. Mm -hmm. I think that was abundantly clear, (laughs) but I think they just wanted one of them to go and it didn't particularly matter who, right? Like they're just, they're just trying to get rid of someone. And like, also, Fessy, wait till the next men's elimination. They'll put up you and bananas. Like, <laughs> like it's not, it's not all about you, bro. Well, you said that it it didn't really matter who. I was kind of surprised that it didn't really matter who to one Olivia, who Fessy yeah. says so sorry that I had to do that, but it's either me or him. And Olivia says it's okay. Either way, it was going to be one of you, and I'm glad you're back because we need you. I'm like, hold on a second here. Wasn't Nelson your man's? What, what what's going on here? What am I missing? Did she no. just forget about him already? Like, all right, deuces, Nelson. What what's going on here? She's probably relieved to not have to speak to him for a while. Like, there's uh, only so many times you have to like correct someone's grammar or wow. pronunciation. Too um, much Nelson slander. <laughs> it's whoa. Did you just say this season Nelson slander for this season? Number one, Nelson defender, Sheldon Alexander. Wow. Walking in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you know? So I've, I don't know how deep we want to dive on this, but I had a lot of issues with this scene sort of in the like mess hall situation where Johnny bananas, who is romantically or sexually entangled with Mariah, (laughs) immediately throws her under the bus to Fessy to be like, Mariah, I can't believe you burned your vote. And then just was like, anyway, deal with this now. Like, what was that about? It's classic Johnny Bananas making TV, man. It's what he does. He just makes TV. He's a producer on the show. If He knows this conversation needs to go down, and he's going to stir the pot to get it started. I, man, if I were Mariah, I would be pissed. Like, Sleeping on separate bunks that night, at least for sure. Like, get out of here with that. And then Fessy goes in on her for burn voting. And I have to tell you, this annoyed me all episode because the proper grammar is burning a vote. Like, burn (laughs) is also a verb, Fessy. So you don't, you don't, vote is the noun. You don't put. Yeah, it bought all episode. It drove me nuts because you're a writer by I'm, trade. Like, of course, it's gonna annoy uh, you. It just and it, it should annoy us all. Let's be, I'm gonna be honest, you know, I'm gonna get on the old man's soapbox here. Yeah, like, it should annoy us all. Thank you, thank you, Sheldon. But also, I don't think he really has a leg to stand on, and I say that because of what you said last week, and you're exactly right. He said to her last week, don't vote for me. Mm-hmm. Don't vote for Nelson. Correct. She listened to what her ride or die said. She listened to her more experienced ride or die. Correct. And now he's mad at her for, and I'm doing air quotes, burn voting. <laughs> when also, it all worked out for him. Like, he's mm-hmm. still in the game. Fessy Fess, man. He's a character. 
He's definitely a character. And also, too, an interesting part is they've never actually cleared up whether or not what Mariah was talking about is is in fact correct. Like, what would have happened if the votes were tied up? Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that plays out going forward, if that's a scenario that pops up where we get a tied vote. Um, what I'm not interested in seeing anymore is Jordan and Tori arguing. <laughs> I, I'm just over it. Don't need to see it. Um, the whole point is Tori claiming that she put her neck out for Jordan first, which I think there's a big difference between Tori saying, hey, like, even if this is true, right? And let's say Fessy and them didn't put in Jordan or nominate Jordan as a as a direct vote. And let's say they didn't do that because of Tori. Let's just say mm -hmm. that is not equal to Tori then wanting to save Fessy. Those are not yeah. the same things, right? The same things would be if Jordan was then trying to not save Tori. Yeah. Tori. Jordan, Jordan, Tory, not Jordan, Tory, and then Jordan Fessy. It's two different things, in my opinion. But I, overall, just I'm over it. Over. I it. I did have two things I want to say on this. Then maybe we'll try not to dwell as best we can because this is clearly going to be the main plot line of the season. Um, the first is that. I, it occurred to me in this episode because Fessy comes at Jordan in the dining hall again at the prompting of Johnny Bananas to oh, say, Jordan, were your ears burning? Yeah. To say, I thought you were a man of your word. And I actually think that might be the key issue. I think that Jordan is a man of his word, mm -hmm. typically. And I think he committed to sort of helping Fessy out. And then he realized it was a mistake. And then Toria approached him and he was like, Oh, like, this is my way out. Like, this is my way. Here's how I can break my word and mm -hmm. still like assume that posture of like having integrity. Yeah. Cause he just, the, it remains the truth. He should have never agreed to that with Fessy. And like, it's still beyond me as to why he did. Right. Like totally, he, especially he'd had conversations about it with Devin. They're on the same page. This was the play. Even if there wasn't like the personal aspect, it like is the most logical choice to put in. Like he didn't, he didn't need to agree to that. And there is no advantage to agreeing it. And I think that when Tori made her approach, it just gave him an excuse to go back on his word, which is what he's looking for. And the second thing I wanted to say, I still don't understand why Tori was looking to protect Fessy. Like that still hasn't been explained to us. Right. As I said last week, this was Devin, her ride or dies work. Right. And like Devin, Tori, Jordan, and Anissa had been working really well in tandem for most of the season. I don't understand why suddenly they're not on the same page. And it's weird that having such outspoken people like Jordan, Tori, Anissa, and Devin, no one has said like either like in confessional or even on Twitter how they suddenly weren't 
seen eye to eye on what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a weird one. Um, I just am over it all. And I think <laughs> that the back and forth, like Tori, I really think has done a good job in inserting herself as or producing the show, we'll say, much like Johnny Bananas. And, you know, in one fail, in one episode early, we have her talking about Fessy as if he's not even a real human being. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden, super upset because she couldn't save Fessy from going into elimination. So I don't know. I, I don't get Tori. I don't understand what's going on. Whatever. Um, am I just like salty? Because the next thing I was going to go to here was Amber and Chauncey. And when this scene started, when they're calling home, at first I was like, okay, yeah, 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 we get it. But then I was, it made me think, oh, wait, does this mean Amber could be going home? Because normally one of these scenes is a setup for who's yeah. going home. I also got excited at that prospect. I'll tell I'll tell you where I'm at with Amber and Chauncey. Mm-hmm. Here's my entire note. Amber calls home. I struggle to stay awake. And then the rest of the scene, I didn't I didn't note anything down. That's fair. Yeah. And I mean, Casey and Nani talking about it being Nani's mom's birthday and could it I thought it was being very blatantly set up for an Amber versus Nani elimination. So yeah. I would like to give the producers credit for throwing me a change up. I was out on my front foot swinging, thinking it was a fastball, waiting on the fastball, but instead it was a change up. Anyways, next challenge, blind faith, having faith in your teammates. Basically, there's four challenges. You have to nominate people for each event, team to complete all four events in the shortest time win. Now, the first challenge is ended up being Jordan versus Fessy. And this was really the main point of this whole episode that I don't really feel like got enough attention in said episode because it's Fessy versus Jordan. Yeah. And we can spend a, we can spend some time here because first off, as soon as Jordan says he's going in, Fessy's like, Oh, I'm going in. So I find that weird. Cause like, what is this? Like, this isn't like some wrestling competition. This isn't some elimination. You just are so excited to go head to head. Who is it that said ego, 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 ego? Unfortunately, it's Amber. Ah, yes. That might be the name of this episode. Not sure yet. So it's target practice. You have like a slingshot thing. You got to hit a target that's what, like 30 feet away or something? It's pretty far distance. But for everyone that you miss, you drink something gross. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but did they ever mention what it was that they were drinking? No. Is that weird to you? It is because it had such an immediate reaction on both of them. Like, so why do you think that was? I mean, do I does it have like some ipecac in it or like something that like induces vomiting? Oh, because like they couldn't even get through the shot and they were vomiting. Like it was so quick. Mm-hmm. And yet also safe enough to have them 
drink it repeatedly i don't understand this is what i was going to say maybe it wasn't something that was safe enough to have them actually drink and for legal purposes they had to take it out because it's weird that they would not mention what it was and i'm sure one of our listeners is probably you know maybe on one of the the uh interview episodes or something someone mentioned what it actually was so if you do find out that information you know feel free to let us know let the you killed it community know but yeah i found that part weird now they're both struggling horribly off the beginning right they can't find the target at all they're both taking shots of whatever that concoction is and vomiting profusely the one thing that I would say that sucked from a production standpoint on my from my standpoint we had all these cameras showing close up vomiting. I wanted to see how close they were to actually hitting the target. Yeah. And I never really got a good view of that really at all. But I had like eight different angles of vomit. And it was like okay, I get it, but I didn't really need to see the eight different angles of vomit. Yeah. I <laughs> I uh, immediately thought, so every time Fessy vomited, he was not facing the hard cam, like the stationary mm -hmm. camera that they had set up. Mm -hmm. And all I could think about was how in pro wrestling, he would have gotten in so much trouble because they're always instructed, like, face the hard cam. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> face the right way. And I was like, I know he's suffering, but like, Production must be like, God damn it, Fessy, face us when you're vomiting. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this I found really strange. The whole Devin helping Jordan and figuring out, nope, this is how you got to angle it. He became his spotter, essentially. Yeah. I didn't really understand how that was possible. I don't either. Oh, but okay. But I mean, I thought I you were just going to use this opportunity to be like, oh, Devin's the best. That's why you can do anything. Well, I mean, you have to admit he did whatever he was doing. It was effective. Like, I don't understand how it works, but I think we can acknowledge that he was the difference maker. Well, in a big way. <laughs> he just, he, just tw he tweeted uh, yesterday. Hate to play Monday, Monday morning quarterback on myself, but definitely should have directed Fessy to shoot at Jordan's target just to see how many times he'd do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have his other tweet? He had quite a few tweets. Well, he says, y'all listen, I asked my entire team if I should help Fessy multiple times. The only member to say no was Horatio. Every other team member, including all three women, said help him multiple times before I reluctantly helped him. I would have loved to watch him fail. I think that is putting the blame, spreading the blame around when, no, it's just your fault. So all Jordan's right. out to an early lead. Jordan ends up finishing. And this is a timed event. So the longer it takes the other team to complete, the better it is for you in the daily challenge. And for some reason... This, we decide, hey, we're going to help the other team? What? I mean, you could, in the on the episode, you can hear them tell Devin to do it. And you specifically, you hear Tori to tell him, to, Tori to do it. Tori told him to do it. Granted, she was on the other team, but he also later tweeted that he took the ride or die aspect of this more seriously 
than most people. Mm-hmm. I I think I would have given it another 10 minutes of him suffering. Um, but also, I mean, they had like a 22-minute lead. Not the point. It's the first part. We'll, we'll get to this. But yeah. it's the first part of the daily challenge. You have no idea what's coming up next. You might need that extra 10 minutes, that extra five minutes, whatever it is. It's the first part. It's not like it's near the end. It's literally the first part. You have no idea what's coming up next. I I did like what Lawrence Thomas tweeted at us. He said, this is what I needed from Jordan to Fessy in that daily challenge. And he has uh, the emperor shouting from a gladiator, like Joaquin Phoenix. Am I not merciful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which like i love that energy lt but i gotta point it out it's not like jordan was crushing it despite saying that he's good at shooting basically anything that there is it was Devin that won this competition this particular quarter of the competition for both of them and then he lost it and then well i don't know that he lost it i think it falls on uh jordan later on We'll get there. We'll okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. So in the next part, phase two, right? You need to run, carry puzzle pieces from one end of the field to the next. It's Anissa and Olivia versus Devin and Nani. Um, so you get to run. You're carrying these huge puzzle pieces, and then you got to put it put the puzzle together at the other side. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, Olivia and Anissa end up winning this side of it. But their lead is still, you know, the lead, they didn't really do much. It's still a 30 set, thirty minute around, right? I'm, I'm rounding here. Um, they're still down. At this point, okay, your point remains, you know? Cool. Doesn't really matter that Devin helped them out. Next up, a memory challenge. Now, you should have figured out at this point, well, no, no, no. From the beginning, you should know that there's going to be different kinds of challenges, and if you think that, you're going to know that one of them's got to be a puzzle. And you might need all the extra time that you could possibly mm-hmm. need for that. So for the memory one, 300-foot course, you have to race. You go to the answer key. Then the other partner races back, relays what the 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 puzzle or like the answer key says the order of all the different pieces. And then that partner has to race back and put it together. This matchup, Tori and bananas versus Horatio and Amber. And I think it was pretty obvious to me anyways, that Amber and Horatio were going to win this one, right? Like this is not a strong suit of bananas and Tori. Did you think that? I thought that bananas was going to carry the day. I know. I mean, I love, this was almost my line of the episode. But when Tori said, I'm not the brightest bulb, but at least I'm a bulb, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty funny. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not my line of the episode. It's close. Okay. But I, I, I thought, I'm like, you know what? Bananas is the smartest of these four people. He'll carry the day. Like her, And like, Horacio is not dumb. He just cracks under pressure. So Ooh. I was like, Bananas is going to win this. And then he did not. I was surprised with how well Amber and Horacio did. I was yeah. surprised and impressed. He yeah. Did. I wonder, 
how obvious do you think it is that you and I are all the way out on Amber and Chauncey? Like you and I are so over those two. Cause I feel like, and, and I, I, you know, I think it's important cause we kind of do rip on them every episode, but I think the reason for me anyways, is because to me, like the whole thing is just played up too much. It's like, we get it. You're in a relationship. Like we yeah. get it. But like every single episode, it's like slammed down our throats. And it's like, I don't care. Just show yeah. me the challenge. Like, I don't need to hear how much you guys love each other and that you're thinking about getting married and, and starting a fan. Like, I don't care. I, I really don't. Like, Rochelle Valdez, as you said, tweeted at us about how she's over the Tori and Jordan drama. Mm-hmm. And you said you're over it as well. I'm pretty over it, but I would rather get more Tori and Jordan drama hmm. than Amber and Chauncey. Hmm. It's a close one for me. It's a close yeah. one. It's a close one. Um, what else do we have next after this one? We had uh, the the last event. Mm-hmm. So it's Casey I'm- and Chauncey versus Jordan and Mariah. So you have a bungee cord attached. You both have to run out and both make it to a pole and hold on to the pole, you and your partner, while the bungee is pulling you. This... It's a very difficult challenge. And the one thing I got to say, too, I feel like the teams did a good job in sort of figuring out who was going to go when. Yeah. Because I think this was a pretty good matchup. Now, the strategy to this, because there is a different strategy where, you know, are you both going to try to run at the same time to get to the pole? Is one person going to go first and then the other person has to like drag and pull themselves. It really just comes down to what your pain tolerance is essentially. Right. Because obviously the bungee pulling you back, that's going to hurt and it's going to hurt different people on different levels. And Mariah said that she still had like bleeding burns from the harness on her shoulders and inner thighs. Like Jesus. the next, like when she was doing the elimination, like she still had that from doing that daily challenge. So I don't know that that looked really, really hard. And I don't think that it actually translated just how hard that was. I'm, I agree. I think it was super hard. Um, and we've seen like, this is a sort of standby. I has Jordan done this before. I feel like he did it on one of the battle of the X's. I don't remember with, uh, maybe Naya, although I then mm, no, maybe not. Naya definitely did it though. Um, but, and she was on his season of the real world, but I'm going to, I'm going to put something out there. Mm-hmm. Jordan was not the guy to be doing this for that team. And I know like Jordan is very athletic. I think you and I give him lots of credit, mm-hmm. but Horacio is taller. Yeah. Which is, I think a benefit in this. And we saw that uh, in terms of like being able to have length and like to grab onto your partner's ankle and mm-hmm. like sort of use them to pull yourself up. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I know Horacio had just done the memory bit. And, you, you know, Jordan says in confessional, like, oh, he's run, like, several miles. I think maybe even Devin would have been better. 
Ooh, I, I don't know. Because I think Devin's taller than Jordan. Don't get me wrong. Devin is the worst athlete of the three guys on that team. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not – I like him, but I'm not delusional. But I – but Jordan is so lean that, like, I don't – like, I don't know that necessarily, like – I think weight plays a role, and I think his lightness might have actually harmed them a little. Mm-hmm. What it really came down to, like the critical moment, was that they were, I mean, the production made it look like they were seconds away, but they were sort of following Casey and Chauncey's lead, where Chauncey had grabbed Casey's ankle and pulled himself up using her body. And Jordan started to do that. And Mariah's hands slipped. Yeah. And that was all she wrote. Yeah. I think like the other side of this might just be that Casey and Chauncey are just beasts. Oh, right? for like sure. they, you know, I don't know how many people would have been able to actually do this. No. And also to your point, like, I think what it really amounts to is Casey has better grip strength than uh, Mariah. Mm hmm. And, like, yeah. of course she does. Like, Casey's the most athletic woman, or she's the strongest woman. I don't know that she's the most athletic. I do actually think Amber is quite athletic. Like, she's, I think, a fantastic uh, long-distance runner. Mm-hmm. But for, like, a strength, like, grip strength kind of competition, I think that really played to Casey's uh, strong suit. And, yeah. you know, I think Chauncey is also built for this in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But... um Man, that has to be like, I mean, I think it's the closest um, daily competition we've seen this season. Yeah. And I think the drama of it was really cool, too, how it played out in terms of the countdown clock and knowing that, hey, this is how this is the lead that you guys have. You have to get this done by blank. And Jordan just couldn't do it. You know, I thought that was really tough. And I thought. If you look at how that played out, I wonder at what point they realized that they screwed themselves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when they realized, oh no, we're in trouble. Like we're not close to getting this. We're not able to figure this out. And now the clock's ticking and wait, we could actually lose this? I I think that as like at one point, I think what Casey and Chauncey did that was smart was they ran most of the way together at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jordan and Mariah tried that as well. And as soon as they gave up on doing that, I was like, oh, they're going to, they're not going to get this done. Like they're going to yeah. lose yeah. because it's because fatigue is such a factor in this. Mm-hmm right? Like your hands get sore, your legs get tired because fatigue was such a factor. Like time's not on your side, right? Like you got to get it done as quick as possible before you burn out. Yeah. And And so it's all downhill from there. Oh yeah. And as you mentioned, Chauncey and Casey end up winning. Uh, Their team ends up winning. And now Going from having this massive, massive lead, Team Mariah now finds themselves in trouble. Mariah finds herself in trouble as the rookie. 
and you kind of knew how this was going to play out, right? Like we get a scene where Chauncey is now sad because obviously he won, but that means that his girl Amber might be going in now and he's sad. And these are the scenes of where I was like, is my guy actually crying or fake crying? And I don't really know which one would be worse. I think he was moment. actually crying. But I don't know which, I, again, like I'm not. I think that is worse. I think I'm that not, is actually worse. <laughs> I mean, one of the reasons why I dislike Amber and Chauncey so much. It's doing too much. They're both doing too much. There's always something. Like, it's never just like, oh, yeah. This, like, put it this way. Did you see Nani and Casey having a scene like that? Like, Casey was equally culpable in putting Nani in, like, the line of fire. I think they, I don't think I took a note on it, but, like, they spoke about it, but like there was no crying. There's just like, man, it sucks. But like, hey, at least one of us might win. <laughs> like, yeah, the game is a game, right? The game is a game. Uh, we get forward, you know. Yeah, I mean, we get to the um, deliberation, and it's pretty straightforward. I mean, Amber Nani was very political. Amber makes a pitch about how you should go against the rookie and just send the rookie in, and Mariah is the rookie, and she was essentially done. The way that the votes played out, not really surprising, right? The votes end up going towards Mariah. She is sent directly into the elimination, which means the knives end up being between Amber and Nani, right? And I honestly thought, without knowing what the elimination was, I was kind of like, well, I think Mariah can beat either one of these two, but then everything kind of slows down because Amber gets the first choice of pulling the knife, trying to find which is a safe night. And Amber says, are you sure? Are you sure you want me to go first? And she's doing the most. This is again, why we get so annoyed with Amber and Chauncey. Everything is so dramatic. It's like, you're supposed to go first. Just go and pick the knife. It doesn't know 50, which one to pick. Shot. It's nothing personal. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say the stakes are low because that's not true. But, like, there's no pressure on you. You just make a choice and you do it. Right? Like, have some agency in your life. Don't be the center of attention. Right? You might be the center of attention if you pull the wrong dagger. But just just pull the dagger. We don't need all this, which brings me well, to my line. She's going back and forth. She's going back and forth. She's like, she's going to cry. She cried. <laughs> how how do Amber and Chauncey stay hydrated with all those tears? Like it's ridiculous. Gatorade, a lot of electrolytes. That's what I'm going with. But I mean, I don't know. I find the whole thing super strange. At the end of the day, I look at it and I think that. Amber is just doing the most all the time. And that might've been her most doing the most moment of well, the season. This brings me to my line of the episode, which something tells me is your line of the episode as well. That is correct. Anissa in confessional. And like, you see Anissa watching all this sort of like, not quite roll her eyes, but like she looked exasperated. She's representing every single person that is at home watching this episode. That is not, uh, that doesn't have the same last name as Amber. <laughs> she, Anissa says, the best dramatic performance in a draw. The award goes to 
Amber. And like honestly, like holy shit, like come on. Mm-hmm. Like it was the worst. The worst. The worst. And anyone that's gonna like defend Amber, I get it, but it's just she always we've seen her on these shows multiple times now. And I still don't know if I can say we have an idea of who Amber really is. I feel like everything is so put on and everything is so phony. Everything is so fake. I don't know who this person actually is. That's just my opinion. But also, Amber pulls a dagger. Sorry, I want to say on Amber. I would be exhausted having her in my real life. And like I think we've all had coworkers like her friends like her classmates like her we're just like everything is a drama and just like i i couldn't stand it in real life like you and i always talk about how you know would we have a beer with this person i would not have a beer with amber if Mm -hmm. i showed up at a party and she was there i would at at the best stay in another room like i would keep her like if she entered the room i would leave like it would be too much for me to bear i can't handle it there's so much that i want to say that i'm like tiptoeing around so i'm just not gonna say it at all but yes i'll say that i agree with you um amber ends up pulling the dagger and she pulls the safe dagger so we got mariah versus nani and this is called what is this one called i can i can see So you have a harness attached to your back. As you run further away in the sand, you are able to pull a wall up into the sky. And you can see scrambled letters. You then have to find those letters and spell a word. You do that faster than your partner, or sorry, faster than your opponent, you win. Um, I don't know why TJ's wife showed up. I thought there was going to be an explanation for it that never really came, but cool. Hello, Mrs. TJ. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Roxanne. Roxanne Lavin. Yeah. Shouts to you, Roxanne Lavin. Um, So this, you have to spell these words. How easy do you think this was? First. Two, what did you think of, because TJ made a comment earlier because he said that the difference in the game was the strategy they used. Nani would spell the word out while looking at the scrambled wall. Mariah would see the letters on the scrambled wall, find the scrambled letters, put them up, and then try to spell the word. Do you think that she had the wrong strategy? I think they both had elements that they were doing right and elements that they were doing wrong. Okay. The first thing I'll say that immediately occurred to me when I saw this was, wouldn't you do the top word first? <laughs> because I assume maybe they had to go in a different order. I don't. Know. I just, I mean, maybe they were instructed, like, you got to work your way up from the bottom to the top. But if no one directed me to do that, I'd start at the top word when I'm strongest and have the most energy. And then it gets mm-hmm. easier because you're, like, not lifting the wall as far each time right? Yep. Also, you're seeing the other words, so, like, you're thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, you've got time to sort of, like, noodle on them while you're doing the, the pressing one. Definitely makes sense, yep. I kind of thought Mariah's strategy d- was smart. Like, why why exhaust yourself? True. 
But the her her problem we saw it on the final word was that she didn't remember every letter every time. So then she'd have to go back, and that's wasted motion. Mm-hmm. So uh, she also something that Nani did that I thought was smarter was she put all her letters on the board, whereas Mariah had them in the sand. And Mariah lost precious time looking for the C in companion. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I was sort of torn on all this. Yeah, it was super tough. And it was actually ended up being really, really, really close. As and close as words, can be. Yeah. And once you realize that the words all were something, and it's always something, right, where the words are very close to uh, something that has to do with the challenge, right? Yeah. Nani announced like proudly in confessional being like, yeah, I, I quickly realized that all the words have to do with like ride or dies and like the theme of the show. I was like, that's not a huge revelation. Yeah, Nani. That's always. what they do every season in every competition. <laughs> like I appreciate that like someone had to say it to explain it to like for the sake of narration, but like the way she said, it, I'm like, is she sincere? Like, is this news to her? Yeah, it is quite strange. Um, yeah, this ends up coming right down to the wire, and this might be one of the crazier finishes that we've seen in an elimination because right at the very end, it appears that they solve the last word right at the same time. Nani appears to say right away check 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 first but then mariah actually hits the buzzer first and that builds some confusion but then mariah realizes that she spelt the word devotion wrong and then nani wins is it wrong that i wanted nani to lose no i actually noticed the same thing about myself where like when when it came down to that moment I felt in my heart of hearts, like I'm rooting for Mariah. I want Mariah to win here. Mm-hmm. And I was genuinely surprised that like, that's who I was rocking with. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Well, I, I used to really like Nani and I wouldn't say I dislike her. And I know a lot of people are rooting for her because she's never won a season. Uh, she just lost her mom. This is not to put down Nani. I guess I'm just like, bored of her i guess yeah no totally like so seasons well remove you know the whole factor of of course it'd be great for her to win for her mom right like we all agree universally everybody agrees with that if we try to separate that aspect from the overall game of the challenge nani for me like you're right we've seen it so many times where she floats through seasons she always ends up losing at some point she only goes into eliminations against rookies or she only beats rookies in eliminations for the most part i'm sure there's probably you know some part where she didn't beat she beat someone who's not a rookie but i'm saying most of her seasons end up playing out the same she floats through most of the season never has to go in against anyone and the moment that she does she loses beats rookies in eliminations and then the Casey relationship thing is so boring. Nani, yeah. at least, uh, I mentioned this before, but one of my boys at work, uh, C Brown's been watching all the old episodes of the challenge. And one of the things that he's been saying, he's like, yo, that's Nani. Like, and he, it's hard to, to remember how different some of these people used to be on the show. 
Yeah. If you go back like 10, 12 years, but like Nani used to be, you know, a menace in the house. We'll say she was Ooh. doing a lot in the house, let's say. And now it's kind of really boring and super low key. And it's just like, she's just there filling a spot trying to play out the string. She's like Carl Malone and Gary Payton joining the Lakers, trying to just jump on the Kobe and Shaq bandwagon at the end of their careers to win a ring. You know what? And that doesn't really work. That's kind of boring. I'll take it. I'll take it a step further. CT is in a lot of ways like Nani, right? Mm -hmm. They were both wild in their earlier seasons of the challenge, right? Mm Mm-hmm. CT is pretty boring on the challenge now. Mm-hmm. What wakes what what makes him exciting is that he is still a freak of nature. Like he is still arguably the best athlete on this show. Even though he's like closing in on 40, like he is otherworldly. Well, and Nani's not. So like they're both boring and like I applaud them both, and it's nice to see that they've like grown as people. But the thing about CT is, at least we still have that element of like, wow, like, like I can't wait to see CT in the final because he's still like a freak of nature. Like he's still going to, like, do you remember in War of the Worlds two? I want to say where they had that team competition in the final. And they like passed the other team and the other team was carrying like that board with like all the weights on it. And CT Mm -hmm. pushed them all over with one Mm -hmm. hand without breaking a stride. Like that keeps CT spicy. Nani's not pushing anyone over, right? Like Nani is not, doesn't have that freak element. So she's just sort of there. I'm also, I'm going to have a hot take for someone who's going to be turning 40 this year. I don't think I want to watch people over the age of 35 on this show. Like I was as much as I find like, again, applaud that CT and Nani and Darrell and Veronica uh, are on the show, but they've like sort of become boring because they're mature adults now. Uh I also get annoyed when I see bananas stirring up, shit like he was earlier this episode because i'm like you're 40 bro like you should know better like be the adult in the room you know what i mean (laughs) and i think i think that being a mature person in your mid to late 30s early 40s makes for bad reality tv like give me people in their 20s still making mistakes you know what Hmm. i mean interesting yeah like that's what places that's the reality tv juice interesting so you're not into the Real Housewives of Orange County or whatever. Oh, oh, how dare you? First of all, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season two, just last season, one of the best reality TV shows of all time. What just did like I just do? Killer. What, what did but, I just do? But significantly, I think it's the contrast of like being yeah. around younger people that is mm-hmm. painful. I got right? you. And also... Those those women are so messy on the Real Housewives shows. What did so I, why did I do this? <laughs> they're getting drunk. They're having affairs. They're getting in fights over nothing. That's the thing. Like Nani used to do that, but she doesn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So like right off into the sunset, into the sunset. Like Leroy, 
Leroy and Cam have had a kid. Congratulations. It's wonderful. Don't be on reality TV anymore. You have to be an adult now. Jenna and Zach. Yeah. So that's my rant. But like maybe that makes me an old man as well, that I don't want to watch old men anymore. But like let's. So another thing about this elimination that I wondered aloud was did the people help? And so I actually like searched Twitter to see if anyone mentioned that. And Mariah said, the funny thing about this elimination was that they weren't supposed to help, but Casey helped Nani. Jordan said, really? And then started helping her. Hmm. She also says that was literally the hardest thing she's ever done. I had bleeding burns from the harness on my shoulders and inner thighs. Hmm. Intriguing. Some insight there. That's good insight. Um, so, as we said, Nani wins because Mariah misspelled devotion. Mariah was done first. Mm-hmm. I think Mariah's great, and I'd love for her to come back, not just on this season. I know she's sort of not eliminated. I mean, like, yeah, come back yeah, yeah. on future seasons. I'd like to see Mariah come back without the ball and chain of Fessel slowing her down and, like, messing up her game. Like, I'd love to see a season of the challenge without Fessel to see like what kind of trouble or success Mariah has. Cause like she was trying to be a good friend to him by and large. And he kind of constantly messed up her game. Um, so we've already established our line of the episode. I have to ask you, Sheldon, who killed it for you this week? Um, Your MVP. It's a LVP. It's Mariah's whole team. It's Devin for helping Fessy. You played yourself. That's an LVP. If I've ever seen an LVP, that is just the worst move. Terrible, terrible, terrible strategy by a team that is claiming themselves to be underdogs that have been losing week in, week out consistently. You finally get a win, and maybe that like clouded their brains, clouded their judgment had them feeling a little too good about their position now. Like, oh, well, we win. We're in a good spot. We can afford to help the other team in a timed challenge. That makes no sense at all. That was one of the dumbest moves in the history of the challenge because here's the thing. Again, let's recap this. It's a timed event. You don't know what the next events are going to be. So time is of the essence. If Bessie wants to sit there and throw up for the next two hours and miss targets, let him do that. Let him max out his time. But under no circumstances are you as the underdog team that has been struggling to get wins going to sit there and decide, you know what? Let's help this guy out. Let's help him finish. You deserve to lose, deserve to hold that L. And Mariah, I guess maybe it's fitting as the leader of the team, like it's her team. It's fitting that she's holding the L. It only would have been more fitting if it was your man's Devin. Wow. LVP performance. Wow. I'll tell you, I have an MVP, which I know is maybe a little bit off the board, but I'm going with Anissa because Anissa had two of the best lines of the episode. We didn't touch on it. But she said at one point during one of Tori and Jordan's many fights, she said, just apologize to each other and then promise to not talk to each other for the rest of the season. Like, that's Tori's best friend. Like, Anissa was just speaking for all of us. And I think it's really important to have that, like, person of the people. 
And then when she made fun of Amber for doing the most mm-hmm. uh, at the dagger pull, I was like, yes, Anissa. And you know, Anissa held up her end of the bargain on the team. She performed well with the puzzle. She was just telling Olivia what to do, which like mm-hmm. I love. Uh, so shout out to Anissa. She was my MVP. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander and he'd shouts to everyone liking and subscribing to the pod. We appreciate y'all. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J Hill. And until next week, this was, you killed it. You killed it.